Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant, who almost forgot what she was going to say for a second there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by La Petite Creme. La Petite Creme diapering lotion shields the skin from irritants 24-7 just by cleaning with it at diaper changing time. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. The classic hair gel is made with apple and apricot extract. And the classic styling balm is made with shea and cocoa butter. And we will hear more about all of those products later. But you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and you can find all of our sponsors on our sponsor page. And if you need anything, see if you can give any of them your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you are there at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can scroll down and you can enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week when there is a new episode. Uh, And we want to remind you that we do have new merch, even new, new merch from last week. Um, I just keep putting things on t-shirts that come to my brain. So it's pretty fun. And you can check it all out at the link in our show notes under this episode. Um... There is also a link at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com on the shop page. Um, You can find it all. It's a little cafe press shop that has all of our podcast merch. And they're really funny and they're really awesome. And you should check it out. Um, And this (laughs) week... Sorry, I have lots of announcements. And this week, we're going to be running a a giveaway. So you can head to um, the Badass Breastfeeder on Instagram and Facebook. And there'll be... I think I'll do it Wednesday. Because that's when I'll have time <laughs> to do, put everything together. I like Wednesdays. Um, and uh, you can enter that uh, giveaway too if you want for some a merch of your choice. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week. Yes. And thank you for, for... I know that everybody's waiting for. Um, and I'm glad that you did have all those announcements because I had forgotten to pull it out um, earlier. Because oh. <laughs> usually I get all my stuff set. But then Abby and I were in this heated discussion earlier about how terrible the world is so i forgot about my review so Don't worry, we're, you're gonna, we're gonna be we're gonna include you in the discussion so <laughs> yeah you'll all hear it later um but i do have the review which came to email and it says um dear diane and abby i have been binging your podcast since getting home from the nicu three weeks after birth of my 33 week preemie it has been incredibly hard dealing with borderline ppa ppd which is of course, postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression, and dealing with a birth that didn't go according to plan after my water breaking at 31 weeks. Listening to the podcast has been so informative and validating. Your podcast about the first day's home with baby and feeling like you may have made a mistake validated my secretive feelings. I love my little guy, but I sure have missed life before baby. I've already overcome nipple shield dependence and oversupply, but I know that if anything else comes up, I'm equipped to deal with anything else that comes my way. I feel like a total badass breastfeeder overcoming these issues. Thanks to you both, I feel I can reach my breastfeeding goals knowing all my benefits to my baby and to mom. And I just thought this is great. And I did tell her like, you know, I think, um, I think this would really be helpful for other people. Like when I asked her, I'm like, can I use this as a review? Because I think this would really be super helpful for other people to hear too, because sometimes you have a baby and as much as you love that little baby, you're like, this is, this is not what I thought life was going to be like. And that's I know, okay. Then you feel really feel guilty. Like you're like, oh, I don't love my child and you know, all this, which is nonsense. No, it's it, it it's so like all the feel like there's just so much happening, especially when it's a situation like this where things just don't go as planned. 
And then everybody goes, oh, but you have a healthy baby, blah, blah, blah. But it really, there's a lot of feels that go along with this. And it's okay to have all those feelings. And that doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. And then you're trying to figure out the feeding stuff as well. And she did amazing with that. So congratulations, because that's all hard stuff to figure out when you don't feel like you just want to crawl in a hole. So um, thank you so much for reaching out about that, because I do think a lot of people feel like that and they don't talk about it. So thank you and congratulations and keep on trucking because every day, man, just every day is a new day. Um, I also wanted to say I had a little announcement of my own that I probably should have put in, but I like, I was Googling um, about La Petite Creme the other day to see what else I could, what else could be, it could be used for. There's like a whole list of things it can be used for besides diaper creaming. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so I might put that in our show notes so that people know other things that you can do with that instead of just you using tell it us a, right now. I don't remember anymore. Like I, because <laughs> okay. I, I pulled it out. Of the door. But one of the biggest ones that I remember that I'm probably gonna use it for is um, eye makeup remover or makeup remover. Oh my god! Oh, awesome! Yeah. yeah. So um, that and then it also like you know dry skin and chapped skin things like that. Um, but there was like there was like a whole list. So. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we'll cool. add that to the uh to the list of things. Yeah. So you guys knew. Just so you know that, you know, it doesn't have to be just for because I was like, well, you can use, you know, baby wipes for lots of other things. I'm sure you can use this too for lots of other things. So and mm-hmm. sure enough you can. So I thought that was kind of cool. But awesome. We are just like stalling because this is gonna be a hot, hot and heavy. <laughs> Yeah, we already saw the title. So we're going to talk about the effect <laughs> of all different kinds of birth control on uh, breastfeeding and abortion on breastfeeding. And of course, it's very timely because we are facing the reversal of Roe versus Wade in our country right now. And um, yeah, it's a scary time. It is. Yes. If you, if you are somebody and you know, I'm not saying this is like, oh my God, you don't watch the news. What's wrong with you? But I've been around in this business, the news, like some people really don't watch the news and have no idea what's going on. Right. And I think too, when you're having a new baby, that is the last thing you're paying attention to. So if you weren't aware, or maybe you live in another country and you are listening and you aren't aware that in this, in the United States, they are planning to overturn abortion laws that they've been, they've been just chomping at the bit to overturn abortion laws. So they are getting ready to try and do it again. The same people that want to reverse the abortion laws and not let you have one are the same people who are voting against relief of this formula shortage. So we want to have people, we want to force people to have, to give birth, but then we don't want to help feed the babies, um, which is a real mindfuck if you think about it. So, um, but of course it's a controversial topic. I don't understand why. And I'm not here to argue with anybody because, because I'm not going to argue with anybody. Um, currently... You have the right to have an abortion. And sometimes I think that this conversation gets even more tricky when you have children. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have a child. I already went through this. Like, can I even do this? Would I do this? And, you know, it's no one's business. If you need an abortion, you should be able to have an abortion. And if you don't want to have an abortion, then don't fucking have one. 
But it's nice what? to have the choice, right? Like it's yeah, nice well, to have a choice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's like a human right. And I've um, definitely met people along the way that have had kids and had an unintended pregnancy and said, this just is not right in our life right now. And they chose not to have that baby. Mm-hmm. And that is a choice that they have made. And that is their choice that we are able to make right now. And there's nothing wrong with that choice. But because they had kids prior to that, like nobody should say, oh, but you've already had kids. So you can just, you know, why would you make that choice? It's right. like, first exactly. of all, nobody's business. Second of all, it's a choice that was made. And there's lots of reasons people make those decisions and it has nothing to do with the government. So it really, it, I don't know. That's kind of all I have to say about that. Well, no, it's not all I have to say about that, but, um, but, but we should, taking choices away is not okay. So, yeah. And all of these things affect breastfeeding and you need to have the information since people who are listening to this podcast are people who are probably lactating. And Mm -hmm. what effects will this have on lactation and birth control as well? So, you know, just, the preventative measures as well. Right. Um, so should we start with abortion or the different contraceptions or did you have anything in mind? We obviously um, planned this out really well. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I have stuff on, I mean, I'm prepped to talk about both, but since, well, you know what, since it, our title is contraception and abortion, let's talk about contraception first. Since okay. it's in the title first, so condoms. we'll be like, "How do condoms yeah. affect breastfeeding?" They do not, <laughs> unless they, they break, like they did that. with me, and then you're screwed. Oh my God, I had so, and that's another thing. Oh, people are like, um, "Well, why don't people just use birth control?" I worked with a woman who got pregnant. She had four kids, and all four kids were the result of four different birth controls. Yeah, I, I mean, used, when I was 18, I was using condoms. I used condoms. All the time, and I still got pregnant, and I had an abortion. And, like, you know, I was using condoms, and they were fucking breaking every time. The, how kind of condom? But I was living in Holland at the time, so it was a completely different oh, yeah, kind of atmosphere around yeah. that. They just walked me right through the whole process, and nobody ever knew, except yeah. all of you know. <laughs> except the whole world now. The whole world now knows. The, um, there's lots, so there's lots of different birth controls. So for contraception, yes, condoms, you know, are a thing. Um, and I find, of course, people don't like to use condoms because, right, for whatever reason, they don't like to use condoms. Um, but there are lots of different birth controls, and unfortunately, a lot of birth controls do impact breastfeeding, depending yes. on how you respond to hormones depending right, it's all on hormonal. it's all hormonal depending on how you respond to that maybe you're somebody who is very very sensitive to hormones that might you might respond differently to that birth control when you're breastfeeding than somebody else who doesn't respond to hormones as, as you know as much um you also have to be cautious on when you get these so it might be a situation i mean i've seen both things where i've had parents say um I'm going to go on birth control at six weeks because I feel like that's too long to go without being intimate with my partner. So I'm going to go on birth control right away. And then I have some parents that are like, I don't want to be touched for a very long period of time. I'm not even <laughs> thinking about birth control right now. That is something that is way off into the future. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those are wrong, but it's good to know. Cause sometimes, sometimes you, you'll have a provider that'll push them at you too. 
that that is not uncommon yeah. that they'll be like, all right, what do you want to do for birth control now? What do you want to do for yeah. birth control now? What do you want to do for birth I, control now? I totally had that experience with both in the hospital with doctors and with midwives. Oh. They were both just like, what are you going to do? What's birth control? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I just had a baby. Like, I feel like it's not an issue right now. Right. And they were like, well, you know, you got to have a plan. What's your plan? I've seen but them yeah, do. I, so I f- sh- surely, shortly after birth, most people are not having that thought. Right. You know, you're just like, I don't, what? I'm just trying to figure out how to get my life together right now. I've seen them Some put- people have a baby and then they're like super horny again, which I don't understand. I don't understand that I've either. heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Heard of that. I don't know who those mysterious <laughs> people are, but I've heard of them. <laughs> the I've seen them do IUDs right in the hospital, which I I'm not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. I'm not gonna even play one on TV. So the <laughs> the whole idea, but I thought the whole idea between I about IUDs are like your uterus has to go. Doesn't your uterus have to be like in a certain place for the IUD to be effective. And then when you just have a baby, your uterus is still. Yeah. I would imagine you'd want to wait till things like. But I've seen them put them right in, in the hospital. So I don't know. I I don't know if there's additional issues. I don't know. Like IUDs have come a long way. Yeah. I'm just not sure about that. So that's a good question to ask, but do you really need it in the hospital? Like, because, and I'll tell you why that's, that's a problem. Same with the birth control shot with Depo Provera. Um, we would see this happening in the hospital, like we would see, and it was always certain demographics of people that would be exposed to this. Because in one room, you would have your, you know, your 18 year old who, you know, single mother that they would give Depo Provera in the hospital. And then you would have your, you know, 27 year old first time married mother that they would not offer that to. So it, it was mm-hmm. very, very um, one-sided, should I say? Mm-hmm. But that would, a lot of the times that would absolutely damage their their milk supply because it's so hormonal that it will interact with that milk trying to come in. If your milk supply is already established, most of the time things are okay. Most of the time depending of course on how you react to to hormones. But if you could wait at least six weeks to three months before putting more hormones into your body, let your supply become well-established, the likelihood of you having trouble with milk supply with birth control is less likely if you give it some time. But when they do it too soon, it absolutely can. And they might tell you like, oh no, this isn't going to affect your body. They don't know how your body's going to react. They don't know. And people tell me that all the time. Like when we determine, when people call me and we determine, they feel like they're having a milk supply problem and we determine that it's a birth control issue, say, oh, but they said that this one was supposed to be safe for breastfeeding. Okay. It's not a perfect world. Like things aren't automatically not going to impact you. Like everybody reacts different to these things. So how would we know? Luckily, with things like the IUD or um, the patch or like, you know, anything like that, you can take, you can stop using it, the pill, you can stop Mm -hmm. using it and, you know, get your, get your milk supply back. If it's the the shot that's in your system, there's no, Mm -hmm. you're not getting rid of that, Mm -hmm. which I like, even if you weren't 
breastfeeding. Like, I don't understand why you would put a shot of something like that in your body, not knowing how those hormones are going to impact you. You know, like you wouldn't, yeah. you don't know, like, you don't know how you're going to react to it. So why get it and then be stuck with it? You know, like you, there's no yeah. reversing it. Yeah. I guess it's more convenient, right? Cause you're just doing it once. Well, you do it once every couple months. Right. So, so I mean, yeah. you just, but you don't have to take a pill every day or something. Right. And that's another thing. So let's talk about that for a second. So birth control pills. Um, so when you are breastfeeding, if you say, I want a birth control, a lot of times they will give you um, a low hormone birth control pill. That's what they say. Oh, this is what we do for people that are breastfeeding. A lot of providers will say that. And it's a low hormone birth control pill. If you are someone that doesn't do well with birth, with pills, doesn't take them on time, because birth control pill has to be taken pretty, pretty regularly, like at the same time every day. So if you are somebody who isn't good about taking pills, that is not going to be a very accurate birth control for you. So don't use that just because they tell you, oh, this is what we, the only thing we do. Well, like, this is why people get the shot. True. Yeah. You know, because they yeah. don't have to. So they don't have it. to do it. I mean, you can also get like, you can do like the birth control patch or you can do like, you know, the, um, the next Blanon, That's the one that goes in your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty popular one. Um, that, you know, that, that is a very popular one. I actually talked to a doctor one time who goes, I think men should have that. He's like, I would give it to men if I could. He goes, it's like so easy. It's so like, um, that, you know, the, the vaginal ring. I don't know if you ever uh-huh. dealt with I that. I never had it, but I heard, I know. I had that. I really liked it personally. Mm. Like, I think I had the IUD and hated it. Like I made him take it out within a month. I hated it. And my doctor, I remember my doctor was like, you haven't really given it a chance. I'm like, I can't take it. Take it out. I cannot. Why? What, what was happening? I felt like it made my mood weird. Oh. It made me like, I was kind of bloated. I was just, I remember even like, cause this is when Tom and I were just dating. And um, I was like, do I seem different to you? And he was like, how so? You know, like, cause he was just, <laughs> was just like, insane. <laughs> I so I was like, just take it. And I knew that's what it was. I can't even, I don't even know how to explain. Like, I just didn't like, and I was like, take it out. And she was like, usually it takes a little time. I'm like, no, no, no. I just don't like it. Take it out. She goes, well, you must really be sensitive to the hormones then. She's like, because usually people are fine with it. I'm like, well, I don't like it. And I ended up just staying on the, um, on the ring, which I, was very comfortable with and didn't give me that same kind of feeling. And I had actually, this is another discussion, right? I'd actually wanted my, t- uh, my tubes tied. That's what I wanted. Oh, uh-huh. And they were giving me pushback on that, mm-hmm. which I think don't even get me started because that is ridiculous. It's like, yeah, I'm done. And I remember her even being like, are you sure? It's really, a, it's a, such a final decision. And I was like, I am 40. I have three yeah, kids. Oh my God. It's not like you're 22 or something. Right. I, go, I have I three kids. That. My husband has three. Or, yeah. Tom, I don't even know if we were married at the time. I go, you know, Tom has three kids. I have three kids. He's eight years older than me. We're done. We're not, we do not we're want not more having ch- a baby. We're not having a baby. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. But then it takes time, of course, to get it set up, you know, for them to even be able to do that. But I used to have, when I used to work at um, pregnancy program in the city, 
several years ago, I had a lot of moms that wanted to get their tubes dyed, a lot of them. And they were told, you're not 30 yet. You can't do it. It's like she has five kids. I know, right? Let her make her own decisions. I think that that's pretty common though. If you're, if you're young enough, they'll, they'll say no. I know, but you can, I mean, my ex-husband's brother had no kids and they let him get a vasectomy. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. No kids, well, but he was marrying you somebody. You make your yeah. own decision about your own body if you're a woman. Like, if you're on. a woman, yes. We know yeah. that you can't do that. Yeah. There's you can't never be a responsible for that. the organs inside of you. We need to take a break. Damn it. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by La Petite Creme. Did you know that French moms don't use baby wipes? It's true, even for number two. They use an oil-based lotion that cleans and disinfects like a wipe, but also leaves a thin protective layer behind so that the next pee poo is not in direct contact with the skin. Humidity, friction, and contact with acidic waste are the main causes of diaper rash in infants. La Petite Creme Diapering Lotion shields the skin from these triggers 24-7 just by cleaning with it at diapering, diaper changing time. Here is your key to a healthy bum. Protecting while you clean, and it's easy to use. Simply apply on a disposable pad or a washcloth and wipe away. Uh, La Petite Creme sells these packs too. Whether you can get the wipes and the cloth that comes to use the uh, lotion with, and voila, no mess, no cry, no bulky gear. Your baby's bum will thank you for it. La Petite Creme diapering care line is handmade in Florida by founders Cecile and Fanny. Certified USDA organic and contains only six ingredients that you can pronounce. Head to La Petite Creme, that's L-A-P-E-T-I-T-E-C-R-E-M-E.com and use code BADASS for 20% off your first purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, and styling and body care products produced right here in the USA. Are you sporting a hairstyle that needs extra support? The classic hair gel is made with apple and apricot extract while hydrating hair with cucumber, securing even the most elaborate hairstyles. I personally use it to tame my frizz and flyaways. And the classic styling balm is made with shea and cocoa butter that provides a long-lasting hold and is ideal for curls. All of Original Sprouts products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. Made for babies, perfect for grown-ups too. Check out the entire line at Original Sprout and use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase. And our sponsors for today and their promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So basically what I tell people when they're looking for a birth control is stick with what you know. That's what I usually tell them. Like if you had one that you used in the past, you liked it, you knew what the side effects were for you or or what they weren't. And 
then use that again. If we see that it's bothering your milk supply, then we will address it at that time. But the, like I said, the longer you go before you start it, the better off you are. The more established your milk supply is and the less likelihood of having problems. But the bigger problem is like using something because you think it's going to be the best thing for breastfeeding and then it gives you horrible side effects or you forget to take it or you just don't, you know, like it's just, I want people to stick with what they know if they're going to go into some kind of birth control, just be aware. But I did have somebody and I, I never thought about this before, but I did have somebody recently that I talked to that I said, oh, you know, cause she was having trouble. We had talked because she was pregnant with her next baby and she had milk supply issues with her first. And we were talking about the different reasons why maybe potentially she was having milk supply issues with her first. And of course we're kind of like looking back at what could have been, you know, but um, she did mention that she had had an IUD put in and I said, oh, it could have been that. And she goes, but why that's in the uterus? Why would that impact my milk supply? I'm like, well, because of hormones, there's hormones in there. So she was like, oh, so the only, the IUD, there's different IUDs and IUDs are very popular right now. They're super popular. So that is likely going to be the thing that's going to be kind of pushed your way. But um, there is a copper IUD and that has no hormones. So sometimes that's a better option, but then people say that they bleed more with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know. Again, it might be a personal thing. So um it really it really depends on what you're comfortable with. So do your homework with it, you know, do your research with it. I'm going to link a thing that I found from the parent planned parenting planned parenthood website. I'm gonna put that in the show notes and it talks about all the different um birth controls and you know all that stuff. So and how effective they are and what the most effective one is and what you know what isn't. Um, so it is really, there's, and they've even got like, they've got little pictures on here too, which I think is fun, but, um, (laughs) withdrawal, the pullout method, Mm -hmm. they've got a little clock as the picture for that, which I think is kind of because I don't don't know why, or like a little stopwatch, like, but, um, that's 78% effective. So it's like, don't do that for your birth control. If you, you know. (laughs) If you can help it. Um, so what do we do if our, we're on birth, we go on birth control and our milk supply starts to dwindle? We'd get rid of that birth control. And then That's in usually the meantime, what I say. Does it, how quickly does it bounce back? I mean, you, you would have to like pump and stuff. And it, it doesn't usually dwindle to the point where it's just like, oh my gosh, it's like gone. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I'm noticing things are a little bit different. So it's, you know, we just need to probably do what we would do if milk supply dipped because of, you know, being sick or being, um, Mm -hmm. going back to work and stuff like that. We had added some pumping and things like that just to make sure that we're keeping stuff where we need it to be. But, um, it usually can rebound pretty quickly. Cool. Yeah. All right. And if you need an abortion while you are breastfeeding, you can do that. Is this something that will affect milk supply? I think is the main concern. How will that affect body? Like if you're a breastfeeding. I mean, I don't know. I would assume that that would, I would wonder about that. So one thing that I, I don't know if people are aware of is that there is a pill that they do now for abortion. Oh, right. You do it at home. Yeah. Yep. So they give you, they give you a pill or the, a mix of two pills, I believe is, is how it's done. Um, and you have your, you know, you do your abortion at home just from the pills and it passes, you know, you just pass. And 
that is, I think, the more common method sometimes now, maybe depending on the situation, but um, mm-hmm. those pills are absolutely fine when you're breastfeeding. Both of them are. I looked in both, you know, I, I did look at both of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is something they give to you if you're being induced. So it's one oh. of them's MISO, MISOPROSOL. So anybody that's had an induction um, and they say, oh, I had MISO, I had that MISO is something that they use for um, for abortion. That's an abortion pill, actually, um, that they just happen to use for um, induction. Mm. So, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the those are fine for breastfeeding. There is no contraindication for breastfeeding at all with those pills. So it's it's fine. Like if you find that you're unintendedly pregnant, which let me, I can actually say this. Um, breastfeeding is birth control. So breastfeeding is not like you can use breastfeeding as birth control if it is done correctly. That is how people like all around the world sometimes space their babies because when you breastfeed, you are not ovulating. So you are not getting your period. At that first. Is, like at first. Yeah. yeah. And and but that is also different for everybody too. Right. That is different for everybody. So if you're listening and you're pregnant, don't be like, woohoo, I'm never gonna get a period. Like it is definitely different for everybody. <laughs> I talked to somebody not too long ago who was tandem nursing. And got her period back at like two months. Tandem feeding and yeah. got her period back. So like there, it, it really is um, very, just very dependent on you. But, um, and if you don't, you know, if you're going like months and it's been months and, you know, you don't have your period back and you're like, oh, we're fine, you know, because I haven't had a period, blah, blah, blah. You ovulate before you get your period. So you could be, uh, you could ovulate and have sex thinking you're fine, not realizing that you ovulated and never even get a period and end up pregnant. So you really have to be careful if you are using that as like a birth control because it is not always a spot on birth control. Right. To have. It can be, yeah, it can be, di- if you're trying to get pregnant, it could be difficult for these reasons. Right. Um, but if you're just blindly thinking like this is, you know, you just don't have a period and, you know, so you have no problem. You could be blindsided. But that is how maybe you might end up pregnant while you're while you are still breastfeeding and you're mm-hmm. wondering, can I have an abortion? Is it safe? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize I I didn't plan to get pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. And um, can I safely have an abortion? And you can. Those those medications that they use for abortion are absolutely safe while you're breastfeeding. So you can do that. So they don't do the other kind of abortion anymore? They do. I'm like old school. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yep, they do for sure. Um, in fact, I know a doctor who does them. And um, in fact, he had texted me or he, he was telling me about something one time. And he said that he had been performing this abortion and like the mom's ringtone went off. And it was like this really funny ringtone. It was completely inappropriate at the time. <laughs> and he was kind of telling me that as a funny story. And I thought about it later and I tagged because I didn't realize he did abortions. And I thought about it later and I said, I sent him a text and I go, I love that you do that. 
you know, I was like, just the fact that he is a safe place for, for women. Like, I love that. I love that he is a safe place for for women. Mm -hmm. And I said, I I love that you do that. And he was like, I love that you love that. But Mm -hmm. I should have known because I know that him um, and his wife are both very heavily involved in like Planned Parenthood and stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, I should have, I should have known that he was, you know, that he would be a provider that would support women in that way. Um, but yeah, so I do know that they do still do them that way. And maybe it really just depends on the situation or how far along you are. I, I really don't know, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the choice would be or yeah. why. I mean, when I was 18, there was no pill that you right. could take. And I've known people that have done, I've known people that have done the pill while they were breastfeeding and there has not been an issue. So, um, and I've known people that have done the pill, you know, and it's, you know, obviously not as fast. And maybe people say, I just don't want to do it that way. Yeah. I just want to get it over with. Um, so maybe it just depends on the person too. I don't know. Yeah. Well, talk to your doctor about different options or, um, a friend or whatever. Um, but I you feel can like, even ask us and we can ask. Oh, our yeah. I, I would, if you are somebody who really does not know who to talk to, you can absolutely shoot me an email and I will talk to my people because I could get, you know, and of course it's not, we're not, if you don't live in my area, it might be different, but I could get some basic info for you if you need it. Um, and this is like, I feel like when, if you're, if you're really young and you're just kind of like you know, thrown for a loop. This was like, not, this is like a m- surprise and you're just, you know, shocked and scared and it's still a hard decision, but I think having children makes it even more complicated. I mean, we, I know we already talked about this, but um, I feel like that adds just like so many layers of like guilt and difficulty in making the decision because yeah. you have kids and you just kind of feel guilty. Like, all right, well, I've already been through this. I know, you know, I already have children. I've gone through this process and you've just, just like such a, such an extra layer. Mm-hmm. And I think, cause I remember when Exley was, Exley was like six months old. He's the second and he, he was like six months old and my period was like really late. And Josh and I were freaking out. <sighs> We were freaking out. And I remember we were trying to get out the door with the, all of these kids and uh, ja- whatever. We only had two, but it felt like 10. It's, it's, yeah. And, and uh, he, he gets really frustrated and he goes, how are we ever going to get out the door? Like if we have another baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and it turned out that I wasn't pregnant, but, you know, that was a, that would not have been, we would, we knew at that moment that we didn't want any more kids. You know, we were like, this is it. We are not happy about this situation. And I don't know what we would have done because I, my period came, you know, so we didn't have to get to that point. But I don't, I don't know. I would, that was not a, he, he went off and got a vasectomy really quickly. Wow. And we were like, this is, we can't. We oh, don't, after that scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. like, yeah, yeah. We know if you're wondering, you're just kind of like, I don't know if we want more kids. I don't know. Da, da, da. And that you, I mean, like once you have a pregnancy scare and actually think that you might be pregnant, however you feel about that, <laughs> it's like that'll tell the story. We were just like, no way. Hell no, no way. And so we were very clear. We were, we knew. 
Um, but but what I'm saying is that you don't, you know, it's an extra layer of guilt. And if somebody's going through that right now, it must be, it's just really hard. Yeah. And then you hear about, especially in this country too, where there's so, it's so divided and it's so controversial and it's so just, it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Um, before we go on a little bit more to abortion, I definitely wanted to say, cause I, I forgot about this until. I don't know. I was thinking about it while you were talking. The morning after you mean pill. You weren't listening and hanging on every, my, on my every word? I was. I could do many things. <laughs> you were daydreaming. No, I, I know. No, I the morning after pill. Yeah, that's a good yeah, topic. So yeah. that, um, that's something that was, you know, that we didn't talk about yet. And that is perfectly safe while you're breastfeeding. So that is something that you can do. And I know people do that um, if they're like, oh my God, you know, like the condom broke kind of thing. Um, you can do a morning after pill. And it's perfectly safe for breastfeeding. So that's good to know. That was also something they didn't have back then. Right. Yeah. We didn't have that back then at all. Utilize Um, these things. So, yeah. So the abortion piece, um, I mean, I talked to, I talked to a listener once too. It was, um, it was a while back and she was breastfeeding and, um, needing to do an abortion and wanted to make sure that it was safe for breastfeeding. And she was very torn up. Like she was, you know, cried the whole time we talked and very, very upset about the decision, but she was just like, it's just not, you know, something that we can do right now. And it it is not, these decisions are never easy. And that's another thing that really no. upsets me about the whole um, abortion argument that people think it's just like this flippant, easy decision. And you can just like, oh my gosh, how can people do that? It's like, first of all, none of your damn business. Second of all, it's not an easy decision. It's not an easy process to go through. So I don't know why anybody is thinking that this is something that people just do on the fly because they have nothing better to do with their time. Um, it is hard. I don't know. I don't care. I don't, ha- I don't, I don't even debate it. No, oh, I just, I hate people. I can't. <laughs> it's just disgusting. The, you know, things people say about it, but, mm-hmm. um, but no, this is like, you know, it's it's definitely. So I went to a, a reproductive rights march last weekend and with a couple of friends of mine, <laughs> we went and they happen to be um, a gay married couple and they're very big into um, human rights organizations. And their thing is obviously, I mean, they obviously are very um, care very much about this issue but their thing is also like you know what's going to be next regulating contraception that's going to be next you know what else is going to be next reversing gay marriage that's going to be next you know like there is so much stuff once you overturn one thing there's like like that trickle effect of all these other things coming down and Mm -hmm. then but even just the thought of like regulating contraception like taking our choices away that way too is like you know what yeah, and and this is the thing is is that it's not going to go away. Abortion won't go away, right? It'll just be illegal and be done dangerously. Mm-hmm. And you know that's terrible. It is and regulating these things doesn't help anybody. We think no. we're helping. You know. I don't know what we think we're helping. We think, I guess they think they're helping babies, but again, same people voted against the formula shortage solutions. So, well, and some of the things I'm not that sure I learned how it helps babies. 
I know. Some of the things that I learned with when I was at that rally, because they did have a lot of um, really amazing speakers that, you know, follow these issues all the time. And we really tend to think about <clears throat> what goes on in our own bubble, right? Like we, we look at our own bubble. Yeah. And I happen to live in a state, you know, I'm in New York State and New York State has already said, we will absolutely not ever ban abortion here. Like if people want to come here as their safe haven, they can. Like we would never, you know, we would never take those rights away from women in New York State. Um, I don't know, like if you know what they're doing in your state, like if they've made any kind of announcements in your state about what they plan to do. But then, of course, if this becomes a federal issue, then all the states are screwed. But one of the things that they were talking about was that the majority, like I think they said that it's likely that I think they said 26 states would end up banning abortion. Yeah. If they can, they will. Yeah. Yeah. And many of those states are going to be Southern states where the majority of women in Southern states are black or brown women that are not going to have access to this care anymore. Yeah. So this, this is a healthcare issue, right? This is not like, Oh, this is a, you know, this is a healthcare issue. So it's like this really does affect a lot of black people in our country mm-hmm. to have these choices. So it's it's just it's really just gross. It's just gross. I don't know. I, I don't even know how else to like. That's all. That's all you say. <laughs> it's the puke emoji. That's right. what it is. It's the puke emoji. Uh, well, so this is a safe space for you if you need it. and. Um, Hopefully this information was helpful to you. If you were wondering about this or if you're contemplating this, we want to. Or maybe you have a friend that's contemplating yeah, it and you can pass you can... it along. Um, be a safe space for somebody else. Um, yeah. Because you just never know when you're going to find yourself in a place where you need this information. You just don't know. Right. Well, thanks, Diane. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.